Hey guys, this is Isana Levine, and you're listening to a special episode of Catherine's Collected for Kids. And this is Hunter Levine, and we're glad that you tuned into this special episode as we wrap up 2022. This podcast is brought to you by Skinny Water Culture, Turtle Box Audio, All Hands Vodka, Costa Sunglasses, and Orvis Fly Fishing. Over the years, I've had the opportunity of sitting down with some incredible legends and some of the top performing guides in their fields. And although I do cherish the time learning from them, there's still something special about listening to someone who is young and at the beginning of their journey. In this episode, we sit down with Piper Johnson, who at 11 years old has racked up quite the list of accomplishments on the fly. Piper has already caught a grand slam and has traveled across the Southeast with her father, pursuing and cultivating her love for the outdoors. In this podcast, Piper shares with us how she fell in love with fishing, and more importantly, how fishing is connected with her relationship to her father. Piper's father, PJ, is a friend of mine who also shares with us how to try to encourage your children in their pursuits without pushing them too hard. This podcast was recorded live at the Skinny Water Culture Christmas Party in Dunedin, Florida, so there's some light music and a few dog barks in the background, but we had a blast recording this and hope that you enjoy. Thank you for listening. This is the Captain's Collective Kids. I'll say it's anything you choose, I think it picks you. You know, it's genetic. Let everything else stop in the world and just be quiet and then it's amazing where your mind goes at that point um, and where it doesn't go and sometimes just that quiet space is is what we need and especially in this day and age you have a fly rod in your hand it's this tool that takes you to beautiful places you meet hopefully wonderful people and it's just this cherry on top of this outdoor adventure when the fish is coming that shot within a shot that timer starts beep 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 No one else knew anything anyway, and you're just might definitely making it up as you're going along. But so what Grandpa and Dad would tell me is like, all right, where's an old big trout laying out there? Where's his shaving cream on the water? Where's he been shaving this morning? Let's look for his shaving cream on the water, and that's where he's gonna be. All right, well, hey guys, thanks for carving out a little bit of time today. We are here in the beautiful Dunedin, Florida, at the Skinny Water Culture Christmas Party, one of my favorite events of the year. And I'm sitting down with PJ and his daughter Piper. We've known each other for about three or four years now. I think we met. We met at this party maybe three years ago. No, it was last year. It was last year. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm way off. So. Yeah. Well. That's you know normally people you know you just kind of go with the lie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to. <laughs> no, keep I'm it kidding. Real. You got to keep it real. So we met last year then, and then. You and I went to Chandelier Islands together, which was so fun. Yes. And uh, Piper, I followed you and your fishing for even before we met here at the Skinny Water Culture. So that's probably where I even got mixed up there. And uh, I'm just excited to sit down with you guys. So thanks for doing that. Thank you, Piper. I know uh, I know you guys flew in, and it's been a long trip. And uh, I'm glad we're here. Piper, tell me, why do you love fishing? I love fishing because I get I like I love the experiences I get out there and I really like spending the time with my dad. For you, what about the experiences? When you're when you're sitting at school and you're dreaming of fishing, what are you thinking about? Just being hooked on, up on a big red or <laughs> seeing really cool animals out there um, and kind of like blocking out all the 
noise and stuff that's happening in the real world and just go out there and just kind of all disappears. Mm. So for you, what what was the thing that really hooked you in? Because you, you dedicate a lot of time and energy to it for somebody your age. You're 12? I'm 11. 11, okay. And you, you, you dedicate a lot of time to it. For There's a lot of 11-year-olds who do a lot of other things other than fishing. So for you, what was the moment that really hooked you in? Well... We went up to the mountains with some friends, and they have two boys that love to fish, mm-hmm. and that's all they wanted to do, so I was fishing with them, and I thought it was actually really cool, and we weren't getting a lot of bites until we brought the fly rod out, mm-hmm. and then when we got back, my sister got sick with COVID, and we were just out in the water um, all the time to mm-hmm. get some vitamin C. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, I caught my first triple tail there on fly, and it was just surreal. And that was with your dad? Yes. Dad, tell us, PJ, tell us about that day from your perspective as a dad. Yeah, we, uh, it was super hot. It was August, and uh, there was, you know, it was too hot to really be pulling around for redfish, so we're just cruising around because the triple tail was there and found one, and uh, I brought a spin rod for her, and she was struggling with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was a smaller fish, so he liked to stay happy where he was. So I got my six weight out and handed it to her and kind of showed her a roll cast. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, it was uh, got her in position. She got the fly in front of the fish. <laughs> it ate. I was, we were both very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a, a terrible video of it, but uh, I'm glad I have that memory too, you know? Yeah. And uh, after that, she was. She was super stoked. She wanted to tie a fly when we got home, so she just picked a couple different colors that she liked and tied it on a hook with nothing else, just a couple wraps. And she's like, Dad, do you think I can catch a fish with this? And I was like, at that time of the year, we had a bunch of, uh, like, you know, smaller redfish that would school up together, like balls of 20 of them just tailing. I'm like, absolutely, you can catch a fish with this. (laughs) And so the next time we went out, I pulled her up to some of those fish, and she caught her first redfish on that fly she tied. Wow. Now, normally on this show, I'm talking to the from the parent perspective about what do you do to keep your kids engaged and not push them too hard i'd love to hear piper what how has your dad helped you grow in your love for fishing and grow as as an angler well he doesn't push it at me like he's not like after school every day we have to go cast in the yard it's like when i want to go and it's like sometimes if I don't want to go, he's not, he's not, he doesn't get upset at me. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes when I don't go, I kind of feel bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my dad doesn't get upset at me. So it makes it more fun every yeah. time we go. And I don't have pressure if I don't make a good cast mm-hmm. or if I don't hook a fish right or stuff like that. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And one of the trips that I kind of followed along and Dan, who's even here, you, you caught your first tarpon, and then in the Keys, you had your first Grand Slam. Piper, I'd love to hear that story. Talk us as detailed as possible. Talk us through that, okay. that day. Because so, not a lot of people ever catch a Grand Slam, and not a lot of people catch a Grand Slam before they're a teen. So congratulations <laughs> on thank that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so for Christmas, you, you, you get a picture of uh, your kid holding a fish, mm-hmm. and you tag a couple um, places. And then you will be put in a raffle, and mm-hmm. we won the raffle, so I got a free casting lesson. Um, I got some merch, and I got a full day with Brandon Sear. 
Wow. But a couple days before we were going to go fly to Key West, he got COVID. Yep. <laughs> um, so my dad was like trying to find someone and he found, we went with this guide, Simon Becker. Mm -hmm. um, and it, he was so nice in the beginning because I was really nervous. <laughs> um, but we, our first spot, I'm per, it rained. It, it rained on us. There's mm -hmm. a picture of me in the casting bucket. Um, second spot, we didn't see any fish, but we went to this. the third spot. Um, he saw tarpon, but they were like in, ahead of us. So we had, we kind of like idled up there. And I just remember, see, I could see the um, fish in the water. I cast it out and the fish was like swirling around it. Mm -hmm. And then he just came up and crushed it. It, it was amazing. I mean, the fight was awesome. What like, kind of fish was that? A permit. Yeah, <laughs> was wow. the, the permit. Um, uh, and what's going through your head? So you're, you just gone through rain. You're out there with your dad. You're down in the Keys, very far from home. And boom, permit comes on. I'm. I, it's like, how is this happening? Like, I'm very fortunate to have that experience. Um, but I was very nervous because it was a barbless hook. So mm -hmm. if I made like a wrong pull mm -hmm. it that could have been it um when i was holding the fish it, in my mind i was like how did i just do this mm -hmm. and like every time we were getting the fish close to the boat it would just go right back to the uh what is it called the backing backing yeah, yeah. um so the second fish was the bone fish which is super cool uh, so um, Simon found um, a group and I couldn't see them so I was just going off of what he was saying and I'm pretty sure I was a little too short mm -hmm. and I was stripping in and all I felt was a tug I was like I got one I got one <laughs> <laughs> um, but it felt different from like just fighting a permit and yeah. then to this tinier fish which was still so cool mm -hmm. um, yeah it was a 24 pound <laughs> permit so that little bonefish <laughs> over that was it yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then next was the tarpon, which I really didn't think that was going to happen since it was later in the day. Um, Nathaniel, who I got the casting lesson from, he was like, I have rods rigged up. We can go to dock lights tonight. I really want this to happen. Mm. Um, but um, Simon was like, there's one spot that I took clients there before at, around mm. this time, and they caught a tarpon. So we were pulling in that spot for a while, didn't see anything, and he was using this method where he um, uses the push pull to slap the water, and mm -hmm. tarpon actually came out, but um, I didn't get one yet. Mm -hmm. uh, we kept pushing, and well, he kept pulling. Um, finally, we saw some more, and I hooked up to it, and then it just kept jumping and jumping. I was like, this is actually happening. I might, I, this could be a grand slam. Yeah. Uh, and then it got to leader. Uh, I wasn't able to hold it, but when it gets to the leader, it does count. Thank mm -hmm. God it got to the leader. <laughs> um, um, and then after that, it was just like so many emotions, like so excited. And then like, did I really do this surprise and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, Dad. Tell me your perspective. You're, were you 11 or 10 at the time? I was 10. Okay, your 10-year-old has a grand slam. <laughs> what are you thinking? Yeah. First off, thanks to Nathaniel Linville for finding Simon for us because that was mm -hmm. huge. Um, and uh, you know, we took a taxi cab to meet him in the morning, and I asked Piper on the ride, like, "Hey, what do you want to do today, buddy?" And she's like, "I want to catch a grand slam." And I was like, 
Okay. Like, yeah, it's like, very that's, casual. Yeah, that's pretty tough, especially the permit. And, um, you know, we met Simon. He's so nice. And he's like, hey, guys, you know, we'll probably see fish today. No matter what happens, we're going to have fun. And, uh, yeah, after she got that permit, which was absolutely surreal. And just for context, you know, after she caught her permit, you know, there were still some fish around. And so he put me on the front of the boat, and uh, I had a good shot. And uh, hooked a hooked a fish. You know, it would have been my first permit. And as soon as it got on the reel, that barbless hook popped out. You know, its <laughs> mouth. And and I was like, Hey, Simon, like that was awesome. Today's really about her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let's see what we can. You know, this is kind of her goal. And and he's like, All right. And it was super chill day. We stopped after that and ate lunch. You know, there's no pressure. And then, you know, she got her bonefish. I. Yeah, I sent that picture of that permit to Nathaniel and a couple buddies, and uh, they just were blown away. Um, and, like, the reality of what had just happened with her being that age, catching one that big on fly, just one in general on fly in the Keys was, uh, yeah, it was unreal. And then when she got her bonefish, I was like, holy smokes, like, this could really happen for her. And, uh, and I, you know, Nathaniel was being great, and he was texting me, like, dude, we can get this done today. No big mm-hmm. deal. Like, I got spots tonight. But for Simon's sake, you know, I wanted it to happen on his skiff, mm-hmm. and it did. And uh, internally grateful to him. What a nice guy. You know, he he's the kind of guy, like, on the anniversary of the the day, he texts me. He's like, hey, today's the day that Piper got her grand slam. You know, wow. he remembers that. And he's been guiding in the Keys for over 30 years. So the fact that it resonated with him like that just shows, like, how cool that day was for for her absolutely what a great story too for you guys to to share together that's one of the things looking back at my life you you have all these experiences with your friends your family your parents and you're able to kind of hold on to those like little gifts you know piper for you as you are 11 you're you're at skinny water culture today at this christmas party and you're around all these great individuals and great captains and anglers for you, who inspires you in the, the fishing community? Who are some people that you really look up to? Um, well, of course my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Med- Meredith McCord uh, and many people, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tibor story really ex- inspired me. Um, many stories do. Mm-hmm. Like even stuff that doesn't revolve around fishing even inspires me, honestly. And for you, when you, when you think about you know, the next 20 years, what do you hope your fishing looks like? Where do you go from here? 10 years old, caught your grand slam. What, what do you hope to see? Just keep fishing. And this makes me happy. And if I can do this for the rest of my life, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. What, um, if somebody was coming to you at school and, and you were trying to tell them why they should fish or why they should fish with their dad, what would you say? Um, one, it's awesome, and two, you can make lifelong memories mm-hmm. that some people don't get to have, and yeah. How, how, do you, how do you deal with discouragement? Because I think for a lot of, a lot of preteens, you know, and, and kids your age, it, it can be kind of frustrating at times. For you, is there anything that's helped you with discouragement and getting frustrated? Um, well, I just, I will either try to rethink of a good memory or think, this mm. isn't going to stop me for what I want to do. Um, and the people who do make the comments, they don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What about from a, from a parent's 
perspective, fishing with kids, how do you try to help them not get bored or discouraged? There's always another fish, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's you, there's no reason to ever get upset. Um, that time that we have together is absolutely irreplaceable. And uh, I think the fun thing about fishing with your kids, if you're kind of ate up with it like we are, you know, uh, and anybody that does this uh, is a hobby or for a profession, when you get to fish with your kids like that and spend that kind of time with them, that uh, you realize it's really not about catching fish anymore. It's mm-hmm. just about the, the time that we get together. Um, this kid on the front of the boat will talk for six to sh- eight hours straight, <laughs> you know, just talking, talking, just telling stories, dropping knowledge on me that she's learning in school that is not in my brain. Always, yeah. always. Yeah, I don't like, I had no idea about that. And she's just going off, and I'm like, Piper, 11 o'clock, 30 feet. She, and then she makes the shot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that to me, that's the most important thing is, is the time we get together. And, you know, not pushing it on them, you know? Like, I know Piper feels pressured if I ask her to go, like, to go. But oftentimes she's like, no, Dad, I'm, today I'm going to go do this with Mom or whatever. And it's like, that's all good to me, you know, because I don't want this to end. And I don't want to ruin it for her by forcing her to go out there. So I think that's kind of the big deal for me right now. So your background, and you can share in in your answer to this, you can share a little bit about, about your background. But your background is you're a part of the Coast Guard. And um, so you, you're kind of working in very structured, intense environments. And then you're hopping on boats with Piper. And, you know, I'm curious, what are some things from from your workplace, from your career in the Coast Guard that have helped you as a dad and a, and a fellow angler with Piper? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, being in the Coast Guard, I've been doing it for 22 years, uh, fortunate to be given the opportunity to fly helicopters for a while. Um, you know, there's a lot of structure Nothing that we do uh, in the real world is structured at all. Uh, we are we are always adapting on the fly to different scenarios, and uh, and it helps me, you know, with her just uh, the different scenarios that we face on the water, and um, just kind of work through that and work with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, a lot of Piper's success, I I can't take credit for. I mean. Yeah, Dan Diaz was uh, awesome with her uh, when they went down to the Everglades teaching her how to double haul. I worked with her on it, but you know how it is with your kids. I mean, you're a dad. Like, uh, you try to teach your kids or your spouse something. They don't want to listen to you. I was trying to teach her how to double haul. She would haul on her back cast, but on her front cast. And she's like, Dad, this is how I do it. I'm like, that's fine. And then Dan just in five minutes had her shooting so much fly line out. Um but I mean, from you know the correlation between what I do for a living and, and what I do in the water, I you know, a lot of ways I'm out there just to disconnect from that. You know, it is it it, it eats up a lot of my time, especially you know the more senior I get in the service. Um, there's a lot of dedication there, and I need that escape. And uh, there's nobody else in the world I really want to fish with than Piper. So any opportunity that she's willing to go, like it's it's a blessing to me. Yeah. Piper, when you think about all your fishing stories, because you've got a chance to fish with Dan Diaz, who's amazing. I love yes. fishing with Dan. He's become a great friend. He's here at the Skinny Water Party. Yeah. And you've got to fish with the legendary Vince Stagura. And uh, <laughs> you've fished with a lot of great, a lot of great anglers and captains. Um, 
I'm curious for you, are there any funny stories that come to mind that aren't about catching fish, but maybe just funny things that's happened on the water so far with you, your dad, or? Yes, actually, um, a couple. So the first one, it was probably, so it was first time going tarpon fishing. Mm-hmm. Um, early in the morning, and then there was this huge wave, and my dad just fell completely into the water. <laughs> um, Sounds like him. <laughs> Yes. I gotta be my own job security sometimes. Yeah. Um, another time, we were fishing and I was getting a snack break, uh, and my dad was pushing the boat and the push pull, the push pull fell on me. <laughs> um, and then this one, um, it was back in Mobile, and we were we were going down a bank. And I saw this bird in a like a crab trap, so I decided to. St- I literally bribed my dad to like stop. We gotta go save that bird, and mm-hmm. we got the bird out. And luckily, it's okay. It was okay. That was really cool. Yeah. Dan is the absolute greatest bird handler. Yes. <laughs> he Dan finds himself one. Dan finds himself in way too many scenarios where a bird has been ensnared by his line. Maybe mm-hmm. some people claim purposeful, just yeah, to show off his this. skills. I've yeah, I have too. Uh, but Piper, my last question for you, and I'm so grateful just to, you know, get to hang out with you today. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to other kids who might be listening to this podcast? Um, well, definitely try to fly fishing or fishing in general. Um, don't take your time for granted, um, mm-hmm. because this won't, uh, well, it, I want it to last forever, but you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Yeah. It's good. And then last last but not least, actually, what, what are you hoping for for Christmas? Oh, for Christmas, I really want a pair of skinny water pliers. Okay. Um, I already have my own real money, so money. honestly. <laughs> but I really want a pair of skinny water culture pliers because um, a couple of days ago when we went fishing, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to try to get the fish on the boat by myself when my dad was still on the platform and it was re- I couldn't get the fly out even with the pliers mm. um, which are, are old pliers mm-hmm. uh, so I had to get my dad to help me wow. <laughs> he's the best at everything well that's a great gift and uh, PJ thanks for hanging out today yeah. and um, it's so encouraging and I'll make sure everybody has links to follow along with you guys online just continue to watch your stories and I look forward to many more interviews down the road Thanks, Hannah. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to to the Captain's Collective. We hope you enjoy the snow. So help us out by leaving a review and sharing with your friends. Thanks for listening. This is the Captain's Collective. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.